Welcome to the Bolivar High School Postgame Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Graver. Before we dive into our interview with Coach Glenn Johnson, we have to give a quick shout out to our sponsor at State Farm. We're all in this together, and giving back is our way of saying thank you. State Farm has a long tradition of being there when you need us. That's one reason why State Farm agent Guyana Andrews is proud to sponsor this Bolivar High School Postgame Recap Podcast. See Guyana for all your personal and business insurance needs. Coach Johnson coming off a 42-7 win over Parkview. Yeah, you obviously had a much different week than you're used to as far as game planning goes. You were missing your first five quarterbacks. What was that like for you this week trying to game plan? Yeah, we and, and really a little exaggerated, I think, by by some of the media. But uh, we were missing our starting quarterback and, a, and our backup quarterback and then our and actually, our third string quarterback is hurt, uh, and then our two JV quarterbacks were quarantined. So it was like all of a sudden you're like, "Holy cow! It is five quarterbacks that we didn't have." So we uh, we had one quarterback on campus this week, and he was a freshman. We uh, we had a lot of running backs left, so we had to we had to adjust our scheme a little bit. Uh, kids really enjoyed it. It, it was a a different different kind of scheme, but uh, I think it worked in our favor, you know, just trying to to work with what we had and our offensive staff, Coach Conrad, did a really good job with with putting a game plan together there on our offense and uh, the kids executed and it it turned out to be a really fun, really fun game to watch. I took all those running backs and we obviously ran it a lot. We did one shovel pass, but uh, we're, we're able to run it quite a bit and, you know, had Darren Fugit top over 300 yards rushing and uh, had a huge night and Dylan snuck in the end zone three times and rushed for, I think, 120. Uh, just a stepping in at quarterback, he did a fantastic job just managing the game and the clock and uh, we just had to be a little smarter with the way we manage the clock and give the kids a little bit of a break. We're, we got a lot of two-way guys and that's something in this conference. There's not a lot, very many teams with two-way players. So we're, we're kind of the anomaly right now. Uh, we got quite a, most of our guys play both ways, kind of that small school mentality. And uh, our guys really handled it well for how many times we rushed the ball and, as much as we play defense. Are you guys normally a pretty run-heavy team? We're pretty balanced. We, we, we like to be pretty balanced. Uh, but we, we have definitely leaned more toward running the last couple of years. Uh, just we've been successful with it. We've had the linemen for it. I think you kind of go with the years that you really have linemen up front and, you know, your, your strong point is running the ball. And then there's years that – you may not be as strong up front, so being able to get the ball in space really quickly is is your best option. So we've been really blessed with linemen. We we return one of the largest offensive line in Southwest Missouri, and they they helped a Ethan Dinwiddie, our running back that signed at Southwest Baptist last year, rush 2,400 yards and 30 touchdowns last year. So. They are experienced. They're they're extremely physical, uh, and 
we stuck all Darren and Dylan and they had a really good night behind them. So it, it worked out for us. Obviously for your quarterback last night, I don't think like a week and a half ago, he would have expected this and the way it went down. Walk us through a little bit, like how that week went between you and him when you had to decide what quarterback you were going to start and how you were going to do it. Well, it was pretty unique because we had, we were losing kids to quarantine almost daily. Uh, so we weren't a hundred percent sure who we were going to have by the time we got to Friday. So we, we had actually gone in and we're going to put our featured back at, at quarterback number seven, Darren. Uh, and then we, as the week kept going on, we're like, man, we've got to, we're going to have to use him on defense (laughs) as well, uh, to really get through this game. So we thought it would be better for him to not have to manage playing quarterback. So we went to our next, our next athlete, that very smart young man, uh, Dylan Hall, number one in his class, you know, high ACT kid, 4.0, knows our offense inside and out. And we said, Dylan, are you ready to play quarterback? And he said, yes, sir. And he was ready to go. So he, he jumped in and, you know, in, in three days, we pretty well had to get him ready to, to run the show. And he, he wanted the opportunity and I think he did a great job with his opportunity. So how are you guys looking now with everyone in quarantine? Are you going to get a lot of those guys by next Friday? Or are you going to be sticking with the roster you had this week, assuming there's no more quarantining? Well, we will practice with the squad we had on last night, uh, and we will return 18 of the 21 kids quarantined on Friday. So we're working with the Polk County Health to see what the timeline is on Thursday. It would be really nice if those guys could practice Thursday uh, just so we could at least get a practice with them before we play you know, the biggest game of our season up to this point against Lebanon here at Bolivar for our home opener. So we uh, could potentially get them late Thursday, uh, but it may be Friday Friday before we get them. So and then just throw them right back into it. We, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to build that into the plan, just, you know, how to – because really for us it's – it's two we got two captains two varsity players that missed uh a slew of jv guys that help us in a lot of areas but uh two varsity kids that shouldn't have any problem inserting uh and moving on so two very good athletes that have started all three years so they're both very experienced players do you feel like you guys got a little bit better grasp on the quarantining? Because obviously 20 people, around 20, you said maybe 21. That's got to be tough to keep, like, contained. Do you feel like you guys did a pretty good job keeping contained and you guys are good to go? Yeah, it, it really wasn't a football issue. It was it was in the classroom. So it, it wasn't football players that were testing positive that caused their quarantine. It, it was students – in the school that were testing positive and we were within six feet of those people in class. So that's kind of what got us. Uh, and, and our school has, you know, we we're on online school for this week 
and then we'll come back on the 14th with a modified schedule. So only half the students will come in Monday, Tuesday. They'll disinfect Wednesday pretty heavily and then bring in the other half of the students Thursday, Friday. So I, I think it's a solid plan moving forward. We, we really tried to go just kind of normal, bring them back and uh, do our best to space out. But with the, with the quarantining procedures, as far as being six foot spaced out, we've got about 800 kids in our high school. That's quite a few people and classrooms aren't huge. So it's really hard to get them spaced out six feet apart in a normal size classroom with, you know, 25 kids or so I think our plan going forward will definitely help. Uh, and then a lot of our kids have gone online, um, chose, chose to go online to not be in that situation going forward. So we think that'll help, but yeah, it's tough. You just never know. I mean, you experienced it <laughs> this week. It just changes day by day. When I was talking to you last week, you didn't have, uh, any of these issues. Yeah, I mean, just all of a sudden, I mean, it, it was overnight, we, it was like 10, and then, okay, and then it got up to 20 by Thursday. On on the way to Parkview, I lost three uh, for one that, for something that had happened the previous week, but they didn't test positive till this week, like on Thursday. So, it was doing the tracing and the tracking, and it's like... We just really didn't know who we were going to show up with on Friday, but our kids showed a lot of resilience and toughness, and, you know, they they just want to play, you know, and I think that's where we're all at is whatever we got to do, whatever hoop we got to jump through, we just want to be able to play. And fortunately, we were able to band together and do something the kids could handle uh, you know, with a limited quarterback play, but, uh, our linemen really made sure that they took it upon them and said, you know, we're not going to let this hinder our season and we're going to keep this, keep this boat rowing and we're going to get our captains back this week and we're going to keep rowing. What was the day this week when all this was happening, when it really like hit the fan, you were like, man, this is going to be a way different week than we're all used to. It actually was Friday night. I mean, I got the call that we were going to lose our quarterback and all-state linebacker that night. So as soon as the oh, really? game was over, it was like immediately, hey, those two are done, uh, you know, till the Lebanon week, basically. So we knew almost immediately that our game plan was going to change pretty fast. So that, in some ways, that kind of helped because we were able to use Saturday to kind of help prep. I mean, we, we were up here till four in the morning on Friday after the game, just trying to decide what we were going to do, not having those two kids. And then our, uh, had a little glimmer of hope because our third string quarterback, Brant Meredith is a junior, very good player, just kind of waiting his turn, but he had gotten injured in the Jamboree. He had a appointment on Saturday, he doesn't get cleared. So he's got another follow-up on Wednesday. So we're, you know, kind of fingers crossed, hoping he gets cleared. Well, he doesn't get cleared on Wednesday. So by Wednesday, it was like, all right, we're doing this. So we're going to have a bunch of running backs 
running the ball to the, <laughs> this Friday and we're going to make it work. Yeah, there's got to be a sense of um, like you could just have some fun with it because it's just so unprecedented. It's obviously nothing you've experienced. So you, yeah. were you guys just feeling kind of loose about it just because it was so different? I think we were pretty pretty nervous about it, honestly, uh, just not knowing how the kids would respond. I I think as we saw the effort in practice, uh, we, we started to feel better by the end of the week uh, about the plan. But you just never know when you come in on Monday and tell the kids, Hey, this kid can't play, this kid can't play. And here's what we got to do and how they're going to respond. And I, I think as a staff, we were confident in our alignment, but again, you're, you're sitting there going, we got to have somebody that can, you know, call the play and break the huddle and somebody that's comfortable with that. And, you know, a lot of our, our, quarterback Bo does not play both ways so he's usually that guy so now a lot of our two-way players are trying to call the plays and run and do everything and it's it definitely was a challenge but Dylan took it head on and uh, just did a really incredible job I mean it went it went better than we could have expected yeah 42 to 7 you can't complain too much about that no sir and you got your first game of the season, first home game of the season, I should say, next week against Lebanon. Are you guys going to be able to have fans and have that home atmosphere next week? Yeah, we, we've got a, a pretty good crowd scheduled, so we're, everyone's pretty excited. I think everyone sees the, the implications of this game. and uh, Huge, huge game. Home games in Bolivar are awesome. It's a, it's a great place to play. Uh, it's a great environment, so we're excited. Uh, to get to host Lebanon, it'll be our senior night. So that'll be, you know, another factor of just honoring our seniors. And, you know, if we get to Friday and hoping everything goes well, that we get to honor them and, and then play, you know, one of the top teams in the Ozark Conference. They've, they've been over a nine-win team for a long time, so they're they're one of those teams that are consistently good every year uh, and well coached. So just one of those probably going to you know, definitely be one of our biggest challenges this year. So we are definitely looking forward to it, looking forward to being at home, being on the road the first two weeks. It's nice to, to get a home game. And then we're on the road again for two more weeks. And then we'll be at home for three in a row. So that'll be kind of nice. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to it next week, senior night against Lebanon. Good luck next week, and we'll talk next Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Community means everything. That's why State Farm agent Guyana Andrews is a proud sponsor of this podcast. Give Guyana a call to see if she can help you save money on your personal and business insurance. And please stop by and tell Guyana, thanks for sponsoring this podcast.